as we start <clears throat> as we start to get familiar with being aware of awareness we may start to recognize that that shift has an impact on our experience as a whole one way that this is at least somewhat more clear to see is if there's a difficult mind state arising perhaps you've recognized uh, an attitude of frustration or something like that and so when we're aware of the experience of frustration we're probably aware of something about the frustration itself tightening of the mind or the agitation of the mind. We may also be aware of how it impacts the body. Some Again, so aware of the experience, aware of the objects. If in that exploration we become aware of the awareness of frustration, we become aware of the awareness that knows frustration. Oh, the other piece I'll mention about a, an experience you may recognize with the frustration itself is you may notice it's unpleasant. This is a, a key place of the shift for me at least. And so noticing the experience, you notice the qualities of the frustration, maybe the unpleasantness of the frustration. And then if the experience shifts or the, uh, the attention or the, like the step back and you become aware of the awareness Awareness has a neutral ex quality to it. And so in my experience, when the attention shifts to be aware of the awareness that knows frustration, a distinct shift, particularly around the feeling tone, the overall experience, at least in my exploration has, has shifted to more neutral. And so for me this was a kind of a clear uh, sign or signal how I could begin to recognize, at least when I was observing um, challenging states or difficulty, you know, even physical experiences of unpleasant, the shift of feeling tone as the attention was knowing the awareness was quite interesting, quite clear. So that's a way to begin to uh, at least recognize because there was a while where I wasn't sure if I was aware of the object or aware of the awareness of the object. And, and that may be, it was, a it was a long time exploration around that for me quite a while 
maybe even a year or longer, to really get clear when I knew that I was aware of the awareness of the experience versus just aware of the experience. And so patience with this process, it's not necessarily something you can pick up on immediately. But this shift around difficult experience was one way that I began to notice it and be more clear that it was happening. We can also recognize actually the whole exploration of attitude begins to step us back to become more and more familiar with the awareness of knowing the awareness because the attitude in the mind is like a filter on the awareness. And so as we check the attitude, we become aware that we that the awareness is seeing through a filter. And so the, the checking of the attitude is another way we start to get familiar with this stepping back to become aware of awareness. Initially in that stepping back we become aware of the filters. The filters themselves can kind of obscure the clarity or the knowing quality of the awareness, but as those filters become known, it's like we step back into recognizing the awareness itself. When we recognize a filter on experience, when we recognize an attitude, step back and see some kind of an attitude, we may notice that that attitude impacts how uh, awareness works. And so just an example about this, and um, just I'll just drop this example in and then you can explore for yourselves what happens and again, this is really just about noticing what's going on in the present moment, not looking for anything. When I've noticed an aversive attitude, for example, in the mind, what I notice the awareness doing is orienting to unpleasant objects. And so the, the kind of the filter of aversion creates this inclination for the attention to seek out the unpleasant. This is a cause and effect relationship between the attitude and how the attention works. And so that's just another thought. 
Well, there's a few minutes for questions. If there's any questions about your practice. What, what the filters are. Um, so, um, um, the, fil- the, t- the, the, the filters on awareness, at least I think this is what you're, you're, meant, you're, you're wanting me to point to, is um, forms of greed, aversion, or delusion. <laughs> Uh, those that the, the various and so the attitudes tend to have those flavors of greed, aversion, and delusion. And so when we have some state of mind that is um, colored by or infused by greed, aversion, or delusion, it's as if we are we're not seeing clearly. And and that example of how when the filter of aversion is in the mind, the mind orients towards unpleasant, at least in my experience, that's a way that that filter operates. It's like we're seeing through something that's not clarity. Is that what you were pointing to? Yeah. And I will, I was actually thinking of in the next day or two, I don't know this afternoon, but um, of actually exploring delusion in a bit more detail because um, you know, delusion is one of the most, uh, I mean, we can see greed and aversion. Greed and aversion are, are pretty easy to check in. We can feel them and, and delusion, you know, we can know delusion when it's like kind of checked out or spaced out, but there's a, all kinds of different ways delusion works and I'd like to articulate some of that so uh, you might begin to recognize it while it's happening. Yeah. Following on that, so there, there are no positive filters. One would consider it just to be filtered. I, I would, well, you know, I would say actually there can be some wholesome filters such as love or joy. Um, those also will influence how the mind is working, but often those come with a more clarity of awareness, and so they're 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 not necessarily obscuring the clarity of awareness, but they may be impacting how we're perceiving the world. Yeah. Um, I just have a comment and a question. It's okay. The comment was <coughs> it was helpful for me to learn that in Buddhist psychology that we are classified as one of those, you know... Those types. Those types. Yeah. And when I could see which one was my type, I could see it arising a lot more. It became a lot more obvious. Yes. When yeah. I stopped having aversion to that type, <laughs> or even the aversion to being classified by that type. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, so I don't know if you'd have a chance to talk about that sometime during the retreat. I know this that out and the second thing I just wanted to say like so what you were talking about so there's awareness and then there's awareness of awareness so then there's awareness of a mind state which may be one of those three mind states arising maybe it's frustration which might be considered aversive so when I'm able to notice that then I'm I get to a point where I go oh this is aversion, 
and is there this sense of like by identifying it, it can we see it's an unhealthy or unwholesome or unskillful um, that it can dissipate. I mean that's what the book you gave us seemed to say that it'll start dissipating when we can identify it. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of the next step? Um, well, that that's what that's what tends to happen. I would say when the there's wise attitude in the mind. Um, uh, when there's not, I mean, so we can have, we can recognize, oh, there's frustration. And so that's been an attitude, but it becomes now an object. And then we can have wise attitude about that. And it's the wise attitude, it's the wisdom in the mind that allows it to dissipate. You know, it's not simply the, the awareness of it, but it's the awareness with the wisdom that allows it to dissipate. And so sometimes there's more or less wisdom in the mind and sometimes that may hang out for a while. You know, if there's really clear wisdom in the mind, it may just vanish immediately. Other times there may be a little bit of, you know, background clinging still. There's some wisdom, you know, if we think in terms of the Abhidhamic terms of, you know, I find it helpful to at least know this kind of concept um, that, you know, in the Abhidhabic terms, uh, that Buddhist psychology, which is what Abhidhamma means, in the Buddhist psychology, there's a notion that there's very rapid mind moments happening. And in a particular mind moment, there's a kind of a whoop, congealing of a state of mind that includes maybe uh, greed, aversion, or delusion, maybe includes mindfulness or not. Um, and so those are incredibly minus, minuscule, these mind moments. And so if we think about a stretch of time, which is mostly how we experience things, I think very few of us, because it's said that, that there are like 17 trillion mind moments in the blink of an eye. You know, I've not seen them <laughs> individually. <laughs> I'm told that some people can with very good concentration. Um, but in any case, most of us will see like uh, an experience will be over time, you know, it will be many, many, if we think about it in terms of these many, many mind moments, what our experience is, is that there's some mindfulness and some, and some um, hindrance at the same time. You know, from the Abhidhamic perspective, and some of you may have heard that a moment of the hindrance can't exist with a moment of mindfulness. And so, you know, the, the moment of mindfulness is looking back at the previous moment of hindrances. Well, that's a great philosophy. Perhaps it's true. I don't know. But the experience is that there is simultaneously perhaps the arising of the hindrance, the uh, aversive mind state, whatever, and the knowing of it. And so there can be kind of over a, a stretch of a few seconds, there may be like uh, a lot of wisdom happening or a little bit of wisdom happening. And that's why I think we have the experience of sometimes a mind state lingering for a while when we're aware of it. It's like there's some awareness and there's some knowing of it. Maybe the wisdom is not so strong and so it stays for a while. But as the wisdom gets stronger, that will tend to dissipate. Yeah, I, I found that really helpful in what you said yesterday with, like, okay, this is dukkha. And then I can say that to myself. I, like, I ran through a conversation in my mind that has, I replayed it, you know, 
five or ten times because it was such a kind of shocking conversation. And I could see I had this aversion. Okay, that's the defilement that he calls it, defilement. And this is suffering. And when I could see that, I could go, oh, I could have compassion for that. Yes, yeah. Because I, I know he was suffering too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of bringing in the, the, the wisdom. It's consciously bringing in, oh, right, this is dukkha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's where, I guess, it transforms, or it can transform. Exactly, yeah. And it's the wisdom that transforms it. It is the wisdom that transforms it. And we need to stop.